Hello, my friends, your buddy Phil here. We're gonna be talking about being a technical project manager today. That is a title of what exactly we're gonna be studying, becoming a technical project manager. Now let's jump straight into the topic by taking a look at jobs that are out there for project management on dice.com. It's a great place to begin. If I type in project manager, we'll leave the location blank. It is going to return a number of IT project manager roles, IT PMO manager, senior product owner, senior product owner, project manager again, and another project manager. Let's click on the very first one, ITO PMO manager. We can see the salary is about 124 on the higher end. Looking at the responsibilities, it says collaboration between IT and business partners to ensure projects are prioritized, establish communications with business analysts. Sounds technical, right? And then it talks about work with network, infrastructure, data warehouse, and other technical teams. This is a position that requires a lot of understanding of the technical pieces. But not everything is as advanced as the IT PMO manager. As you saw over here, we have a simple project manager role. Let's click on that. Pays about $65 an hour, $75 an hour. Let's read the full description. It says, managing multiple projects, support a broader team. Let's dig into the details responsible for ensuring plans exist and are executed, drives delivery of the committed deliverables, manage project scope, timeline. So this sounds like a straight ahead project manager role. Oversight, manage, lead project execution, quality assurance. So it doesn't have as much heavy technical language, but this is definitely still in that wheelhouse of understanding some measure of technicality. Now over here you can see it goes further to say experience with agile, waterfall methodologies, enterprise chain standards. So this my friends is in a lot of jobs that you find on the websites and it is technical project management. A lot of the jobs require some measure of it. So I'm going to walk you through that today. I'm going to give you some ideas of how you can begin to get into the world of technical project management. There are varying degrees of depth of technical project management. But let's first of all look at what technical project management is. Technical project management involves managing the communication of both technical and non-technical stakeholders, as you just saw from some of the job descriptions. Technical project managers are instrumental in managing IT or IT-related projects. They're responsible for leading a project through initiating all the way to closing. The project lifecycle encompasses all of these responsibilities. Let's take a look at some examples. Building a basic website, that's technical. That's an example of a technical type of project. Developing a mobile app, designing and implementing a customer relationship management system, building an e-commerce platform, developing a cloud-based software as a service, SaaS, 
And then we have some other more technical type of projects, such as implementing an enterprise resource planning ERP system, designing and implementing a cybersecurity system, developing a machine learning or AI application, building a data center or network infrastructure, which goes into a higher degree of complexity, and designing and building a smart city infrastructure. So this is taking it up a notch. So the question is, how do you become a tech project manager? You determine whether the path is right for you. If it is, you begin to explore options. For me, I was interested in it. I started seeking out being a certified internet webmaster. I got HTML understanding and knowledge. I was given an opportunity to work in some organizations that required a junior project manager and then ultimately a senior project program manager. And here we have secure a job opportunity in the field by tapping into your professional network. Someone is going to give you a chance, my friends. If this is an area that you're looking at getting into, don't just stay by the sidelines. You got to be aggressive. You got to go on dice.com. You got to put in your resume and you need to imagine that someone is going to give you an opportunity. There's no point just wishing and hoping that one day, you know, it's going to happen. No, no, no. Take action. Put your resume out there. It might be that there's a job of a more junior nature where you can actually begin to learn these things. So I want to encourage you, my friends, if this sounds like something you are interested in, go on down to dice.com and begin putting in your information. All right, let's move on to the next slide that I have here. So next it says, what is the role of a technical project manager? Technical project managers may double as an all-rounder or the lead technical subject matter expert. They should be proficient in technical and business project management tools, Gantt charts, schedules, and so on. It's not only about coding and hardware and software. You also need to be good in the project management piece. Technical project managers take on a combination of project management tasks, brainstorming, planning, scheduling. Honestly, if I was to give you my advice, the technical PM knows how to hold it together because they know all the moving parts. They know when it's time to brainstorm for new ideas. They know when it's time for innovation. They know when it's time to report on the schedule. They know when it's time to bring in senior management or other stakeholders. They know when it's time to sort out the backlog. They know when that story doesn't make sense. They know when to call in a product owner. So many different permutations of what these awesome individuals do in technical projects. Moving on to the next slide, it says, what are the skills of a project manager? What are the skills a project manager requires to, in quote, be a technical project manager? Well, software skills are expected to grow. Software project management roles are expected to grow 21% through 2028 with skills such as Scrum and the SDLC in high demand. Skills required for project manager include Scrum, Agile, software development, Jira, soft skills, process improvement, communication, scope, resource, and project managers should be able to create a WBS. They should be able to work on a work breakdown structure with a team of people that are in their technical project. They should be able to bring it all together. And that is what I've been saying, my friends. It's going to be hard for someone who does not have good project management, technical project management skills. And I'm not talking about 
the coding and the hardware and the software. No, no, no. I'm talking about the technicalities of schedule, cost, and scope, and knowing how to work those, and knowing how to work software that helps you better manage those. That is very important for a technical project manager. What tools and software do project managers need to master? That takes me to the point I was just raising. So here we have things such as Microsoft Project, Asana, Trello, Rike. Uh, they should be proficient in workplace communication tools. Smartsheet is another one. P6 on the more hardware heavy projects that are very robust in nature. And some roles that may interest technical project managers could be a project coordinator. Maybe you're working side by side with a senior PM. It could be technical project manager, agile project manager. These are all titles that you hear in industry. So I'm going to put a number of videos on this channel where you hear from Paul Lewis, who I invited to speak to us some years ago. You're going to hear from Paul how he became a technical project manager, and he's going to walk you through his story. As far as my story, how I got into it, like I said, I started off with a certified internet webmaster, started knowing a little bit more about HTML, getting hungrier and hungrier to learn various software tools, and eventually got into the world of the PMI. And after getting to World of PMI, I got an opportunity to work in defense and space. There was a project management, program manager opportunity in IT effectiveness. And by the time I got that opportunity fall on my lap, I had already started looking more into the software development lifecycle and really learning what it was. And I honestly thought it was the best thing ever. Little did I know there was a whole world of project management lifecycles behind that, and I was very ignorant of that. But I did learn the software development lifecycle, and that is why I want to encourage you to go on down to this website on Amazon. Uh, Amazon have an aws.amazon.com site, and they've got a pretty good definition of the SDLC, and perhaps if you visited this website, it could be the beginning of you getting more into what exactly this is. And it says, a software development lifecycle is the cost-effective and time-effective process that development teams use to design and build high-quality software. Now, this is just talking about software, okay? You've got to remember that there's also a, a world of hardware in the world of technical project management. It says the goal of the SDLC is to minimize project risks through forward planning so that software meets customer expectations during production and beyond. This methodology outlines a series of steps that divide the software development process into tasks you can assign, complete, and measure. Why is it important? SDLC is important because, in my mind, if you don't get the SDLC, how are you going to work on a software development project if you don't understand the bare bones of the life cycle? So you can think of it like this, analysis of the system, of the situation, then you got to design, right? Analysis, design the system, then you develop the system or the software. So analysis, design, develop, then you test it, then you implement it. Those are the basic phases in the SDLC, but there are many forks and bends depending on how you customize it. So here it says it can be challenging to manage due to changing requirements, software development that is, uh, technology upgrades, cross-functional collaboration, the SDLC provides a systematic management framework with specific deliverables at every stage of the software development process. As a result, all stakeholders agree on software development goals and requirements upfront, 
and also have a plan to achieve those goals. It's not as easy as it sounds, but this is the beginning of your understanding of the SDLC. The benefits of the SDLC it has here, increased visibility of the development process, efficient estimation, improved risk management and cost estimating, and systematic software delivery. So it's, it's a big old article. I would say go on down there, read it, aws.amazon.com forward slash what hyphen is forward slash SDLC, all lowercase. You will find this to be helpful. Here we have the details that they've given as plan, design, implement, test, deploy. Similar to what I, I said, the analysis is more like the plan, design is design, uh, develop. You also have to develop whatever it is. Uh, then you implement, then you test and deploy and maintain. So, so understanding this model is a good beginning. They also have here different types of models for software development, iterative, spiral, agile, so on and so forth. And then it goes into a more robust understanding of the whole software process. It talks about DevSecOps, which you as a project manager, you should know this from your agile world. If you don't, get to know more about DevSecOps. I would also advise going to the top of this page and going into the very basics, cloud computing. This is something Paul Lewis is going to talk about in the videos I make available in this string. But you should know about cloud computing. What is it? Cloud computing is the on-demand delivery of IT resources over the internet with pay-as-you-go pricing. Instead of buying, owning, and maintaining physical data centers and servers, you can, access you can access technology services such as cloud computing, storage, and databases on an as-needed basis from a cloud provider like Amazon Web Services. And honestly, it's not a bad thing knowing more about AWS because they're the big kahuna. They're the guru in the industry. Find out more about that and it will help you. But going back to what we are discussing, my friends, these are building blocks. I'm trying to get you immersed. I'm trying to give you some shock treatment into this world by beginning to learn these definitions and terms if you didn't already. So what are the next steps? Well, let's go a little bit back to the very beginning. I want to show you a roadmap to technical project management. One, gain foundational knowledge. Start by learning the fundamentals of project management. Some of you already have PMPs, that's great. Next, I want to highly recommend that you go for an ITIL certification. Go for ITIL. Why do I say go for ITIL? Well, ITIL helped me understand the broad landscape of IT. It helped me understand IT infrastructure, IT service delivery, service delivery and service support, and what it meant. ITIL was developed by the UK government in the 80s. The framework provides a structured approach to managing IT services, including service strategy design, transition, operation, and continual improvement. It includes a set of processes, functions, and roles that helps organizations deliver high-quality IT services. I would highly advise you to, at a minimum, get an ITIL foundation. It will help you. As a project manager, there is no way you're not going to find this to be helpful. Going more into what ITIL is, it stands for IT Information Technology Infrastructure Library. It's a framework for IT service management that provides guidance on how to align IT services with the needs of the business. It includes a set of best practices. It's globally recognized. It helps organizations to optimize IT services, 
ITIL is based on the concept of IT service lifecycle, which includes service strategy, service design, service transition, service operation, and continual service improvement. ITIL is flexible and scalable, and it can be adapted to suit the needs of organizations, which is why it is a must-know. It is going to help you develop an understanding of how IT service works. This is a must for every project manager in today's world. The ITIL certification program has four levels. I did the foundation way back when, 20, 2008 thereabouts, but it has changed. It's gone up to ITIL 4 right now. I th believe I did two. And I had videos where I was training this stuff way back. If you find my videos way back on ITIL, but it has changed since then, but it gave me a very firm foundation to understand IT service delivery and support. And uh, when I got a, a job at IT Effectiveness, the understanding of that, yeah, IT effectiveness at Honeywell, it just helped me tremendously in my job as a program manager in IT. So ITIL emphasizes the importance of aligning IT services with the needs of the business and focuses on delivering value to customers and stakeholders. The framework is continuously updated to reflect changes in technology, highly recommended, okay? So after you have looked a little bit into SDLC, like I said, I've already gone over that, and then I talked about ITIL. The next thing you could think about is the programming languages. Just understanding a little bit about programming languages that are out there. Just knowing what exactly these sound like, what they are. So Java, Python, C++, Ruby, JavaScript, even HTML, which is where I started. All of those are examples. Be aware of what code editors do. You don't have to even know how to code. Just being aware of these definitions uh, variables, you know, variables are used to store data in a program, data types, control structures such as if or else statements, very easy to understand at a high level. Uh, the concept of debugging, what exactly does debugging mean? It's the process of finding and fixing bugs, errors in a program. Testing, which was an area that I was heavily involved in at IT effectiveness. Testing, that is the process of checking that a program works as intended. I did a lot of manual testing. You also have automated testing. You don't have to be a jack of every single trade. Just know a little bit, a little bit, to be relevant to whatever job you're going for. Uh, collaboration, coding, which could be done using tools like Git and GitHub. Not saying you have to go in there and learn that, but just know the buzzwords in industry and be comfortable. See them in action, look for videos. Like I said, I'm putting a string of Paul Lewis's videos here. Listen to what Paul has to say, learn from him. Uh, continuous learning, coding is uh, constantly evolving, so you gotta keep your game up if you're in this field, okay? So what is a roadmap? Now that I've given you uh, a very large array of information about SDLC, ITIL, and more, this is what you should do next. Develop your technical skills, okay? Like I showed you, have an understanding of many of these terminologies at a high level. You could actually learn about software development. You could actually do mini courses on LinkedIn. You could actually search for courses on YouTube. Build communication and leadership skills. Honestly, think about it. The CEO of large companies they are not the coders or the testers or developers, but they understand what their people are doing. Maybe you have a gifting of a more leader-oriented approach. 
rather than getting your hands extremely dirty, having a 40,000 foot view understanding of it will allow you to build companies, will allow you to build departments. Maybe that's where your wheelhouse is. Maybe it's in the leadership of technical stuff. But do get an understanding, right? Get practical experience by managing on some small projects. Doesn't have to be big. Maybe just work on a small improvement project for a website and understand bit by bit some of these terminologies. Get certified. If you're not a PMP, consider that. One thing that I want to stress is that you don't have to be a technically certified coder or tester or developer to manage those projects. Actually, the mindset of project management states, if you know how to manage a project, you can manage any project because project management is not about coding or drawing, engineering drawings or design. It's, it's not about you doing that. It's about managing the work. There's a difference between doing the work and managing the work. But if you are good at managing the work and knowledgeable in the doing of the work, you can probably do a better job. You can probably network, communicate, collaborate with people better. So it's not just about knowing technical stuff because you're going to code, test, or develop. Even though, for example, on some projects where I was the program project manager, I was doing the testing. I was doing the training of people on this system we were developing. But that doesn't have to be. What it does help is the connection between you and management, between you and the developers. When you know what they're talking about and you know what is being done, you're able to better connect and you're looked at as someone who cares, who cares a little bit to be able to learn those things, all right? So network and build relationships. You can learn so much from people, from your team members and pursue continuing education. That will be the roadmap as far as getting to be a technical project manager. So let's move into a few more final steps. I want to give you some framework to what I have just told you. I told you a lot of things and I, I want to put that in, into a pretty bow. So I call this next steps. So number one, we've already done this. We've, I've already shown you this. You've got to understand the software development lifecycle. Spend some time really understanding it and becoming very proficient with it. Okay. Next, I would say you got to understand coding basics, just the basics. I'm not saying go out and become a Python or C++ guru. No, just understand the basics. Look for a course, go to LinkedIn, do that on YouTube, but there are courses that are out there that will help you. Okay. Next thing, develop test scripts and use cases. So this is something I did in a, in a previous life, just understanding the anatomy of test scripts. Just looking at it and understanding it, it goes a long way. It helps tremendously. All right. Next, create a requirements traceability matrix. If you have not worked with requirements traceability matrices, 
then you don't understand the power of them. A lot of power in getting requirements into a matrix and tracking them. I did that in a previous life and I tell you, it helps you keep everything together. That will be the next thing that I encourage you to at least understand. The next thing I would encourage you to understand is hardware basics. How does hardware work? What are some of the terminologies? Familiarize yourself with different hardware components, processors, memory, the concept of memory, storage, networking devices, understanding the role of hardware in performance and reliability, understanding that no matter how good your software is, if your hardware is crummy, it's not gonna be good and understand that dynamic between hardware and software. Work with your hardware team to define and procure hardware components that meet project requirements, or even if you're not on a project where hardware is being used, find a mentor or a trainer or a coach that can go one-on-one -on -one with you and give you some training in this. There's so many people you can approach on LinkedIn. Just look at their credentials, find a mentor, find a coach, maybe in the company you're in, but you gotta take action, otherwise you won't learn. You gotta go for courses, otherwise you will not learn, my friend. Number seven, understand DevOps. I talked about this in the beginning, so familiarize yourself with DevOps philosophy. There's a document out there from the US government. I would recommend it as a good starting point for you to begin to understand a little bit more about this stuff. And that website is from the GAO, and they have an Agile Assessment Guide. I'm gonna put that on the screen just so that you can download it and you can begin reading a little bit of these definitions from an Agile perspective. And let's go to the GAO website here and let's scroll down to the Agile Assessment Guide. So there's the full report. Let's click on that and let's just do a control F. And I believe they have a DevOps principles, the very basics of it. Uh, there, you, there you have DevOps and the principles. And then you have a good full page on DevOps. Read it, understand it, let it marinate. It is going to help you in the grand scheme of things towards becoming a technical project manager. All right, after DevOps, I would say, understand the concept of risk in a technical environment. Identify technical risks early, something I tell people to do. Work with the team in finding these. If you don't understand what the team is talking about, just be honest and say, hey, I don't understand. But this is like a shock treatment into some of the things that a technical project manager should be doing. Finally, getting to the end of this, I would say stay up to date with emerging technologies. Always be on the lookout to learn more about these emerging technologies. Engage with people on social media. Social media is a great place for you to be aware of the latest and greatest in the world of technology. All right. In closing, I'm going to show you, I know it may alarm you, but there are 21 steps, 21 more steps to becoming a technical PM. I'll just give them to you very quickly. Understand the role of the project manager, get a degree or certification, get technical knowledge. Number four, learn project management. 
And actually, let me zoom in on these because I'm going to go through them very, so quick that uh, you might want to freeze frame it, right? So that's step one. Understand the role of a PM. Get a degree or certification. Get technical knowledge. Learn project management methodologies, especially in the world of Agile. Learn project management tools like Asana, Trillo, and so on. Microsoft Project, Smartsheet, all that stuff. Understand the project lifecycle. Understand project scope. Understand the concept of a project plan. The concept of scheduling and risk as it pertains to the world of technical projects. Be comfortable with it such that you can speak to these things. Communicate effectively. Manage project stakeholders. Manage project resources. Manage project quality. The ability to monitor and control the project. Changes on the project, number 16. Number 17, manage project documentation. Number 18, get good with managing budgets. There are some projects of a technical nature where budgets are a big deal. You've got to be able to manage those. Develop leadership skills as a good project manager to be able to lead, motivate, and inspire. Learn from experience and stay updated. Technology is always changing. And that's it, my friends. 21 things to help you begin thinking about technical project management. If you need coaching to be better in what you do, whether you're a scrum master, a product owner, whether you're a developer, whatever, go on down to pmanonymous.com. I can give you insights based on my real work, world experience that helped me move through the ranks from being a project coordinator to becoming a program manager and a technical program manager, writing test scripts and helping teams of IT individuals better understand the software that was developed for them. It is doable. You just need to start from somewhere. All right. Thank you very much, my friends. If you've got any questions, put them in the comments below. I am also going to tie this into a playlist full of information from Paul Lewis, the technical project manager who visited with us about four years ago. All right. Thank you very much. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share with your friends, and I'll speak to you in the next episode. Thank you and bye for now.